illegal participation on the defense. 15-yard penalty from the previous spot remains first down. This had better be a big play after all of that. Second down at eight, four and a half to go in the half, six nothing Beavers. Jonathan from the right hash from the zone 25, goes back to throw, and throws the out, and it's caught, and it's going to be a big play! Chad Johnson down the left sideline, nobody will catch Chad, and it's a touchdown 75 yards for the Beavers! This is the moment, and right here will tell perhaps all about that. Third and one and a half from the right hash. Simon's in the handoff, can't cut to the left, first down and more, 30, 25, 20, Simonton on his way, 10, into the end zone, touchdown Beavers, and the streak is going to end here tonight. The snap on target to Nick. he gets a much better punt away here, Sammy Strotter back to his 30 yard line, starts up the middle, gets to the 40, he's got a seam, 45 midfield, 45, 40, he's got a chance to go, 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. Welcome to Illegal Participation, the official podcast of the Heiner Tailgater. Recording this while firmly ensconced at the Heiner Tailgater headquarters, I'm your host, head chef, planner, and chief bottle washer, Bill Heine Heinrich. Joining me as always from the Heinrich Tailgater Northern Command Outpost, the lead driver and director of thermodynamic lipid immersion, my co-host and brother, the Beach. Beach, how in the heck are you doing? Doing good, Billy. Feels like we just recorded. I feel like we. I feel like we just. Re- it, it does. It does. It feels like we we just did the last pod the, the last podcast just minutes ago, really. Yeah, just just just. But that can't be the case because it's a week later. <laughs> just so everyone knows, we are recording these two back to back because when we should be recording this one, we will be in Disneyland. So, but by the time you hear this, we're back already. Yep. So don't worry about trying to yes. break in. Don't don't try to break into our houses because you won't be able to because we'll be home. It, you know, th- this is really feeling like Back to the Future, like a reference, since we are like you know celebrating 1985 this year. Yeah. This this feels like a Back to the Future reference, like we were we're back in back in time, time and then going forward and stuff. There you go. Yeah. The purpose of so, illegal okay. participation is for us to spread our inside experiences and passion for the Oregon State Beavers with others, and generally just talk Beaver sports, football, tailgate, and have some fun every week. All right, Beavs, we're gonna jump right into it today. You ready to get in with a little Beaver and Pac-12 news? Yeah. All right, Beach. What's, what's new in Beaver World? Well, uh, first up, women's volleyball. Okay. I love women's volleyball. Oh, Billy, it is my favorite sport. Okay, Beach. Uh, this week, the Beavers open the 2019 season at the Oregon Classic at Matthew Knight Arena. They start with UC Irvine on Friday morning. Then they will take on Boston College in the evening. Nice. Yep. Boston. Okay. Um, and on to some women's okay. soccer. What's going on at uh, in the world of soccer, Billy? 
Uh, well, the Beavs, the Beavs continue their 2019 season with several home games. Now, if you remember, they opened up with uh, British Columbia, an exhibition game against British Columbia last week. This week, um, uh, they have several mm-hmm. home games. On Friday, they will be teeing off against the Villanova. And on Sunday, St. Mary's of California at 2.30, and that will be also shown live on the Pac-12 Network. Nice. Do, do you have the Pac-12 network, Billy? Yes, I do. That's why I have a Dish and not uh, Direct. Because Direct still does not have the Pac-12 network. Wow. Yeah. Although I'm hoping the Pac-12 will get a... Uh, I have to go to the... I'm hoping the Pac-12 gets a uh, streaming service so I can just get rid of all my all my cable altogether. Especially that would with, be nice. Especially with uh, Disney Plus coming out. I'm sure we'll be buying the Disney Plus, Hulu, yeah. ESPN Plus bundle. And so I could just dish, ditch yeah. everything else. Well, and then once you got – yeah, and if you got Prime and you got Netflix, what you know, you don't need much more. You're pretty good. I, I could see myself dropping Netflix so. after uh, not too long. But we'll wait and see. All right, Beach, next up is men's soccer. Yeah. I, I – oh, I'm just – it's men's soccer. Yay. Yay, Pele. Okay. The men's soccer team opens the 2019 season with four straight home games at Paul Lorenz Field. This week, they start with Coastal Carolina on Friday and then with Colgate on Sunday at 530. And that game, too, will be on the Pac-12 network. So they're uh, broadcasting back-to-back men, or women's and men's games from Paul Lorenz Field on Sunday. All right. All right, Beach, And then a little bit of football news. What's going on in football? Uh, the Beavs op- that matters. The Beavs opened the 2019 season with the Oklahoma State Cowboys on Friday. Oh, well, that that's not really deep, exciting news. We well, knew that was happening. We're, we're also recording this. Been planning that. We're also recording been this. Planning a week, that. Yeah, I know. Well, we're, for a year. we're recording this a week early, so it's kind of hard to come up with news. A week okay. early. So. Hey, okay. Beach. Beach. I heard your teletype is broke this week. It is broken. Damn it. Son of a bitch. I know. That me off, too. You know how much does it cost to fix? I, I can't understand where you've got to send that thing out to get it fixed. It's got to go up to a place in Seattle. <laughs> Jeez. A bunch of hippies work on it. <laughs> All right, Beach. Well, we obviously have no uh, games to review this week. We'll go under further review next week. Um, oh, my God. My phone's going off here. That's annoying. Let me turn off the volume. Since there's no nothing to go under further review for this week, we we can talk a little preseason polls. Uh, the USA Today coaches poll is out, and okay. uh, or or the uh, Pac-12 is represented a little bit. Coming in at number twelve is Washington, who has to replace their quarterback. In at number thirteen, Oregon. And at number 15, Utah. And at number 21, Washington State, who has to replace their quarterback. And in at number 23 is Stanford. Now, also, USC, Arizona State, and UCLA are all in the others receiving votes category. That said, there's probably another 20 or 25 teams that are in the other receiving votes category. So it's kind of early to tell. Now, on this little note, but we one, don't have a single Pac-12 team breaking. We, we we don't have a single team breaking the top ten. Not not to start out soon. But now this one kind of pisses me off. It, it is okay. Well, this one kind of pisses me off. In the others receiving votes category, 
Utah State. Mm-hmm. Why would that piss me off? Why would that piss you off, Billy? Who's the head coach of Utah State again? I don't know. Gary frickin' Anderson. Really? Yeah, so needless to say, I hope nothing good happens for Utah State because I hate that SOB. So he got hired after after well he coached after it, our he, our little D. Well, he went back to Utah last season and then he got rehired as the head coach at Utah State. Cuz he was at Utah State head coach before he went to Wisconsin and then went from Wisconsin to Oregon State. So So he's making his second uh second run there. Yep. Did he have a did he have a good 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 run when he was at Utah State? He did have a pretty good run at Utah State. That's what got him the, the Wisconsin job. Well, you know, the nice thing is, you know, he's already worked there. He knows where all the bathrooms are at. They don't have to do an orientation. Yeah. You know? Yeah, they could probably just reuse his paperwork from his first HR session. Exactly. You don't have to fill out a new W-2 or any of that kind of crap. Just make a photocopy. There you go. All so, right, Beach. It's all good. It is now time for the Tommy Tuberville. What do you think I look like? A jackass? Sure do. <laughs> Jackass of the Week Award. Every week we like to discuss a person in college football who exemplifies the truly worst in sportsmanship, leadership, or just being a fan. And this week, Beach, I this isn't really a, a Jackass of the Week. It's a real award. This one is just kind of freaking funny. So, okay. Tennessee, University of Tennessee, which we visited the stadium a year mm-hmm. and a half ago. Pretty impressive. We did. Yeah. Yes, I like that. Yeah. Now, Tennessee is the latest SEC school to say it will sell alcoholic beverages at upcoming home football games. Now, SEC chancellors and school presidents voted in May to give league members the option of selling beer and wine in public areas during sporting events. Now, Tennessee joins Arkansas, LSU, Missouri, Texas A&M, and Vanderbilt in providing alcohol at upcoming football games. Now, Tennessee Athletic Director Phil Fulmer has said, quote, we remain committed to providing a safe, positive, and family-friendly atmosphere in our venues and have measures in place to ensure that standard is met. Now, beer will be sold throughout Nayland Stadium Beach at concession stands and kiosks, excluding areas near the student section. Now, wine will be sold in the Tennessee Terrace and East and West Clubs. Now, a maximum of two alcoholic beverages may be purchased per transaction. Alcohol sales will end after the third quarter, and fans won't be allowed to take alcoholic beverages out of the stadium. Okay. How's all that stuff sound? Um, yeah, you know, it's – well, do they have in-and-out privileges there right now? I don't know. I doubt it. Usually with okay, cause, I mean, that's that, the they big... don't. A lot of stadiums don't. Well, I mean, that's kind that, of that's what I'm. That's kind of unique to Oregon State and Oregon. Okay, because I'm just thinking, you know, with the fact that we had, you know, within and out privileges, it's like what, uh, you, you know, most people at Oregon State at halftime they go out, they get their asses drunk again, and then they come back in. So yeah. what's the difference between that or just getting drunk in the stands? Other than you're not burning the alcohol when you're walking back and forth. Yeah. So. Uh, that's that's a little bit of my take. Yeah. So uh, um, any of that sound y- you funny know, to you? Uh, I don't think so. Other than the fact that they're not putting it by the student section. Well, I mean that that's, that that makes sense, right? That makes sense. So here you go, uh, Beach. So nothing that really sounds funny, but here 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 comes the uh, 
the funny part on this one. The sales will start with the Volunteer's second home game of the season. Not the first, but the second home game of the Why season. Why not the I don't know. Why not the first home game? Don't know. Maybe they need another week to get ready. You know, since they just announced this, they might might not be ready to go with it. But, uh, okay. Beach, who is that second game, home game of the season against? Um, It's not us. Nope. Who is it? BYU. That's odd. <laughs> I just think it's funny that they're waiting to start alcohol sales till they play BYU at home. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. it'd be like, oh, we're only going to do it when we play uh, the Jehovah's Witnesses at home. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I just found it yeah. funny. We're gonna give on. We're we're we're, we're gonna have a game on Sunday. Hey, let's get Chick Fil A. Yeah. <laughs> See, that Chick Fil A actually could open up a uh, a uh, a stand at BYU because you know they never have to worry about the stadium being open on a Sunday. Absolutely. There yeah. you go. Yeah. So I wonder if there's any Chick Fil A's in uh in Utah. That'd be a good idea. All right, Beach. Anyways. Uh, this kind of half-hearted Jackass of the Week award goes to Tennessee. There you go. <laughs> I just, I thought it was funny. I just thought it was funny. I was just I was reading news it stuff. It is funny. And, and that popped up, and I was like, really? Against BYU. Okay. I was going to ask, uh, Beach, it is now time for the musical interlude of this show. Our theme is 1985, and you yes. are up. Ooh, there's actually quite so, a, I'm looking at right actually Beach. There is actually quite a few. What? There is quite a few Chick-fil-A's in Utah. There is one in the BYU food court. Kid you not. Um, That's awesome. There's another one in Provo. Here's one at University Mall. In Orem, one at Utah Valley University in Orem. They got a bunch of them there. Let me see. There's 10. Is there more than that? Ooh, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. Shoot, there's 20. More than that. Southern Utah. They have them at like all the. uh, There's one at Southern Utah University. Wow. Funny. Colorado Mesa University. They have them in like all the universities down there. Looks like there's 20. Let's see if I can find it here. Ooh, there's more. There's 30. There's more than 30. Red Rock Commons. Dixie State University. Oh, that one isn't open yet. Oh, it already opened. It opened on the 16th. There you go. There's 33. Hmm. And a lot of them in universities. I always find it funny that Dixie State hmm, University. Interesting. Dixie State University is in Utah. Anyways, wow. Go ahead, it's not even a Dixie State. Go ahead, Beach. 1985. Okay, so my, my, my pick for 1985 song. So this song uh, was originally recorded in 1982, but it was heavily reworked um, in 1984 and released in 1985. Uh, it was reworked with um, a new backup band that Prince uh, put together called uh, The Revolution. Mm-hmm. And the song is from the album Around the World in a Day. And the song is Raspberry Beret. I love this song. 
Um, couple interesting things that I just read here. Uh, it says here, a remarkably innocent song from the man who gave us uh, lascivi la lascivious tunes like Dirty Mind and Soft and Wet. Uh, this one tells the story of a young man captivated by a young lady who comes into the store where he is a lo uh, lowly employee with a rocky relationship with his boss. This girl is a little crazy. She goes in through the outdoor, very fashionable, and just a touch rebellious. Mm -hmm. Um one of the things it says here, at the time this was released, Prince was under fire from Tipper Gore during the notorious PMRC witch hunt, yeah. which placed two of his songs on the list of the Filthy 15. Darling Nikki yep. was the original song that got Tipper's goat. Uh, so this is one of the songs where Prince started making his lyrics more family friendly. Nevertheless, you can't miss Old Man Johnson as a reference to his you-know-what. Mm -hmm. uh, so when he took her to Old Man Johnson's farm, mm -hmm. uh, normally we'd stay clear of looking for euphemisms and lyrics, but come on, this is Prince we're talking about. Yeah. So anyway, um, interesting, yeah. but my, I freaking my, love this song. I, it's, it's great. I, you know, I, 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 I always tell people, you know, a lot of people like to brag that they're like the first person to listen to an artist, right? Like, oh, I was listening to him two years ago, right? Mm -hmm. Me, no. It takes me three or four years of a band to be in existence before I will acknowledge listening to their music. Mm -hmm. And so, so I really didn't start liking Prince until probably the early 90s. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, and anyway, it, it's grown on me uh, to the point now that I actually like a lot of Prince's songs. Yeah, my before yeah, Raspberry Beret. Before before we listen, yeah, before we listen to this, my favorite lyric from this song is "Built like she was, she had the nerve to ask me if I planned to do her any harm." Love that line. Just thought it was great. So, with that said, here's B. Just Prince is one. Prince is yeah. Prince is incredibly talented. All right. So so uh, here's uh, B. Just pick for 1985 music with Prince's Raspberry Beret. Get a kiss. She won't rest, baby. 
chance to do it all again Yeah, so a lot of people don't realize that yeah, it was Darling Nikki from his uh, Purple Rain album that uh, Tipper Grower heard and mm-hmm. started the whole um, labeling music craze. So, so awesome. Yeah. Now, you talk so about a little black dude have, pissing have, off an old white lady I know, with, you, with, with a song about a girl who's yeah. masturbating. Yeah. Okay, all right. Yeah. So, uh, next week will be my pick with another 1985 song. Kind of liking this. We'll have to see. I started kind of going through. Uh, like what's what what music came out in 1985 and started looking at it. So, all right, Beach, it is now time to preview week number one in the Pac-12. And as we do this, I have spoken to Kyle. I hate you, Kyle. And I have his picks also. And let me get my. There we go. I got my pad of paper out. Starting off zero zero. We will go with Beach first. Then Kyle. And then Bill. All right. Are you ready, Beach? Yep, I'm ready. Okay. First up, now actually this game, as we're listening to this podcast, already happened. But because we're recording early, it hasn't happened yet. The first game is Saturday, August 24th, Arizona at Hawaii. Uh, I'll pick Arizona on that one. Big Arizona. Okay. Kyle says, I'm sure you'll make a guess on how well the Beavs will be this season. I'm predicting seven and five. Oh, Kyle. We, we were all right there. It's awesome. Yeah, there you go. Okay. So he says, Arizona at Hawaii. Arizona says, Aloha to a win. I will see all, I see that all the Pac 12 teams will be playing 12 games. Why didn't the Beavs choose to play 13 this year? That's a good question. So Kyle is right. If you play an out of conference game at Hawaii, you, because you can play a 13th game. That's an option. I don't know why the Bees wow, didn't okay. choose it. I don't know why the Bees didn't choose it. Um, but, yeah, so it's just to – because a lot of teams wouldn't go play out-of-conference games at Hawaii because it's such a travel mm-hmm. pain in the butt. So they have allowed that, – that's always been – and I, believe, I don't believe that rule has changed, that if you play an out-of-conference game at Hawaii, you can play a 13th game. That said, the bees didn't choose to play one this year. So and they kind of dangle a carrot out there for for doing. They kind of da- they dangle a carrot out there to do it. Yeah. So hey, if you go out there, we'll give you an extra game. Exactly, exactly. So uh, with that one, I too am taking Arizona. All right. Up next, all these other games will be this week. Up first, we've got three games on Thursday the 29th. First up, UCLA at Cincinnati. Um. I'm going to pick Cincinnati. You're taking Cincy. Kyle says, did you know Tommy Tuberville is running for the U.S. Senate? UCLA gets the win. Is he seriously? 
Is he seriously? I gotta look this up. I'm okay. just doing it. Well, I mean, if I can run for Congress, Tommy Tuberville can yeah. run for Senate. He will run yes, for he U.S. Senate seat after, in after Alabama. After more than a year of listening to Alabama. That's yeah. crazy. What? Uh, As a Republican. He, he's an asshole is what he is. Is he a Republican? That's, he's running as a Republican. Yeah, he's an asshole. I wouldn't vote for that son of a bitch. All right. So, uh, me just taking UCLA. Or Cincy, Kyle's taking UCLA. I, too, will take UCLA. Well, well, you know, look at him. Though. Look at him, though. He, he's really he's a lion piece of crap. He says one thing and he does something completely different. He's totally screwed people. So he's he's going to make a great politician. <laughs> totally. He'll win. He'll absolutely win. Exactly. Okay. All right. Where are we at? All right. Uh, up next, Beej, Kent State at Arizona State. Um, we're going to take Arizona State. He just taking ASU. Kyle says ASU will go all National Guard and take the win. Wow, that's ugly, Kyle. Wow, I, I too will take Arizona yeah. State. Yeah, I'll take Arizona State. They better beat a team like Kent State. Uh, last game for Thursday the twenty. Isn't that four? Four, 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 four dead in Ohio. Is that is that Kent State? Correct. Correct. Uh, last game. Is that the song? Last game on Thursday, right. the 29th. Yes, Beej, it is. Uh, Utah at BYU. Okay. Ooh, holy war. Yep. Right off the get-go. I know. It's the exact same, same thing I was thinking. Um, I will take the Utes for 100, Alex. Beej is taking Utah. Kyle says, holy war. My Irum and Summon <laughs> says BYU. You know what he's talking about? And no, Beach. Kyle didn't say no. Uma Thurman. Urim. What did he say? Urim, U-R-I-M. Urim Thummimim. So, in the Hebrew Bible, the Urim and the Thummimim are elements of the Hoshin, the breastplate worn by a high priest attached to the ephod. So, there you go. Kyle's going deep dive uh, biblical there. Yeah, yeah, in, in in the Mormon Bible. Yeah, well, no, I think that's just in the Bible. Isn't it? No, it just says in the Bible. No, in the Latter-day Saints movement, the Urim and the, Thurum, and the Thummim usually refers to a set of seer, seer stones. Oh, those are the ones the, found by... Seer stones are what... Uh, those are the stones that, uh, that uh, uh, Joseph Smith used to translate the Golden Tablets into okay. the Book of Mormon. Okay, 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 cool. I believe. My, my friend Catherine, she's Mormon. She's probably listening to this, and she's either going to be nodding her head and going, way to go, Brian, or, Brian, you are totally a, uh, hacking up my religion. I don't or know. Or what is that? So. Apostate or something? Okay. All right. So Kyle going deep dive there. He's taking BYU. I am going to take Utah. So, all right. Now we got two games on Friday, August 30th. Up first, Colorado State at Colorado. A lot of, you know, it's funny. We play ours at the end of the year, and all these guys play them first. Well, these these two teams are in different um, leagues. They're, they're in different leagues, so they have to play non-league. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How, gotcha. How, how, how's Colorado State? Do we know much about them? Um, yeah, it doesn't matter. I'm going to pick Colorado. Uh, you just pick Colorado. Colorado? 
Kyle says, at mile high, so high, Colorado State. I, too, am taking Colorado State because Colorado's got a new head coach. Okay, up next. Mm. You don't have faith in their new head coach? I don't even know who he is. You have little faith. Up next, Oklahoma State at Oregon State. We're going to take Oregon State for the win, Alex. All right, too, I'm taking Oregon State. And Kyle says, late game, traveling west takes its toll on Oklahoma State. Beavs win. That could be. Although, well, I wonder if they started school already. They probably have. I bet they'll have started school already, so they might not be able to travel out super early. See, when the Beavs play these early season out-of-conference games, they can travel a couple days early because they're not missing classes. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Hmm. Next up, Beach, we have five ga- six games on Saturday the 31st. These first couple of weeks, there's just a boatload of games because nobody's playing each other. They're all playing out-of-conference. So instead of having six games, Got it's 12. It. Yeah. So up first, Eastern Washington Crazy. at Washington. Eastern Washington. Eastern Washington at Washington. Uh, We're going to take Washington. All right, two, I'm taking Washington. Kyle just says Huskies. Next up, Northwestern at Stanford. Stanford. Kyle's taking, B just taking Stanford. Kyle says, I always think of alumni Charlton Heston when I hear Northwestern. Stanford will take the win from their cold, dead hands. I do. This is just this is and this is like the Brainiac Bowl. You got two very very high academic schools there. Really? Yeah, yeah. So, but I too am taking Stanford. Next up, UC Davis at Cal. So Cal is literally playing their old farm. Because UC Davis started out as the uh, farm um, for for uh, Cal. And then they split it off into its own yeah. egg, egg school. Who are you taking? Um, I'm going to have to take Cal. I just don't think – I didn't even – I thought US, UC Davis had an intramural mural football team. <laughs> Kyle's taking Cal, and so am I taking – you know, Kelly won't like to hear that. Isn't she a UC Davis fan? Well, yeah, but I – yeah, she, well, she, she graduated from UC Davis, but – but uh, she probably didn't go to a football game either. She probably thought it was a intramural sport. All right. Next up, Beach, Oregon at Auburn. Ooh. Actually, I don't even think it's at Auburn. I think they're playing at a uh, at a uh, neutral site. But I think it's in the okay. south. I'm going to pick up. Are they playing in Texas? I'm going to pick up. I'm going to pick Auburn. Let's see. You're taking Auburn? Um, and it's uh-huh. – where is it at? Yeah, it's at Texas. It's at AT&T Stadium, so it's down at the Cowboys Stadium. So you're taking Auburn. Kyle says Auburn, no natty. <laughs> I, too, am taking Auburn. That will be a big game, though, on that Saturday night. Next up, mm-hmm. New Mexico State at Washington State. Uh, Washington State. You're taking Washington. Even with their new quarterback, I think they'll do well. Okay. Kyle says, it's not often that the Aggies leave Las Cruces and think, okay, now we are in the middle of nowhere. Wazoo wins. That's true. <laughs> they are out there 
It, it's both of those schools are in the middle of nowhere. I too am taking Washington State. And last up, Fresno State at USC. Um, haven't heard much about USC this year. It's Clay Helton's third season. Um, some may say he's in the hot seat right. if he doesn't get some things moving this year. Hmm. Let's uh. Let's go with USC. I don't think Fresno State's that good. Kyle takes USC, and so do I. So there you go. All right, Beach. We'll see how this season pans out. There's the the first shot across the bow for uh, 2019. All right, Beach. It is now time to preview Oregon State's first game of the 2019 season against Oklahoma State University. First off, you want to hear some Oklahoma State University history. Yes, I would love to hear Oklahoma State University history, Billy. What? Tell me about the other OSU. Well, OSU, Oklahoma State University, was founded in 1890 in Stillwater, Oklahoma, and is a public land-grant and sun-grant research university. Now, originally, it was called Oklahoma Agriculture. What's, what's a sun-grant? That means they do, they do sun-based research. Oregon State's a Sun Grant University too. Okay. There's uh, okay. there's there's land, sea, sun, and space. Oregon State's all four. Hmm. Okay. Originally called Oklahoma okay. Agricultural and Mechanical College, or Oklahoma A and M, it was the flagship institution of the Oklahoma State University system. Official enrollment for the fall 2010 semester system. The whole system-wide was 35,073 with 23,500 at OSU Stillwater. Now, on May 15, 1957, Oklahoma A&M changed its name to Oklahoma State University of Agricultural and Applied Sciences to reflect the broadening scope of the curriculum that it offered. Now, the Agricultural and Applied Sciences name was officially dropped in 1980. Subsequently, the Oklahoma State University system was created with the Stillwater campus as the flagship institution of all the other branches, including um, OSU Institute of Technology in Okmulgee, OSU Oklahoma City, OSU Tulsa, and the Center for Health Sciences also in Tulsa. So those are all parts of the hmm. of the uh, Oklahoma State University system. Now, like in in Oregon, all the universities are in one system, but they're all kind of separate. So those other ones are all in the Oklahoma yeah. State University system, and they all come off of the Stillwater campus. So, now, in 2006, gotcha. Oklahoma State became the recipient of a gift of $165 million from alumnus T. Boone Pickens to the university's athletic department. And in 2008, received another gift from Pickens of $100 million for endowed academic chairs. It was the largest gift for the academics ever wow. granted in the state. Now, ethical concerns have been raised in media reports about the process, about the propriety of how some of Pickens' gifts have been made, which Pickens makes a gift, the money gets immediately returned to Pickens, and then placed in a hedge fund owned by Pickens' companies. In February 2010, Pickens announced that he was pledging another $100 million to fund a scholarship endowment as part of a $1 billion fundraising campaign titled Branding Success. The pledge brought the total pledge... But, but he's... Well, hold on. The pledge brought the total pledged or contributed to OSU by Pickens to over $500 million. What were you going to say? Hmm. Well, I mean, 
he donates the money, puts it in his own hedge fund, and then it's the university's money, and and they get the return on investment. He's got a direct ability to uh, keep a positive return. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I just don't see where it's all that bad of a deal. Yeah. It's kind of like uh, it's kind of like it's kind of like tipping your uh, your uh, dealer at the blackjack table. You know. You're, you, you, I, I'm, I'm playing for you, and, and it's, it's my skin in the game. But, but you're, you're with me on this one. Yeah, especially when you like bet a tip, you for know, the, bet a tip for the dealer. It, it, exactly, exactly. You're, you're on, you're on this hand with me. Yeah. yeah. Right. Kind yeah. of the same thing. He, it's bit. his money, but you get a, you get, yeah. It's one thing doing it at a poker table. It's different when you're doing it with uh, public institutions. That's just where some of the impropriety talk is, is raised. Well, I, well, I don't have a problem with it but well if they don't like it then they don't if they don't like if yeah, i was gonna say if they don't like it then they don't have to take the money yep. they can deny it there you go all right beach up next we're going to talk a little bit of football history the official school colors for oklahoma state university uh orange and black there you go the nickname for the teams from oklahoma state are the cowboys or the cowgirls if it's a uh Women's team. Now, here you go, Beach. Here's some here's some mm-hmm. trivia for you. From the 1890s on, Oklahoma A&M sports teams had been referred to as the agriculturalists or Aggies, the farmers, and officially, but unpopularly, the Tigers. They were the Oklahoma State Tigers. Why? When was that? From the 1890s on, they were called the Oklahoma State Tigers. That was the official name. Huh. They were referred to as the Aggies or the Farmers, but huh. they were officially the Tigers. By 1924, sports editor for the Oklahoma City Times, Charles Salisbury, and other writers who covered A&M sports started calling them the Cowboys. Now, the, huh. pro- the program's mascot is a cowboy named Pistol Pete. Plus, there's Bullet. Now, Bullet is the name of a horse that is ridden by the spirit rider at Oklahoma State University Stillwater football games and other special events. So they actually have a, a, a horse in the stadium during football games named Bullet. And they have a different guy that, that rides him. He's a spirit rider. Now, Beach, around 1923, when Oklahoma A&M College was searching for a new NAS mascot to replace their tiger. Now, the tiger had been copied from Princeton. And it also accounts for the orange and black school colors at Oklahoma State University. Interesting, huh? Okay. They stole the colors and the mascot mm-hmm. from Princeton. A group of students saw a man named Frank Eaton leading Stillwater's Armistice Day Parade. Now, he was approached to see if he would be interested in being the model for the new mascot, and he agreed. Frank Eaton would dress up um, like an old-time cowboy. Now, a likeness was drawn of Eaton okay. and began to be used on sweatshirts, stickers, etc., and a tradition was born. Now, that caricature was the basis for what is used today as the official Oklahoma State University mascot. For 35 years, the crusty old cowboy was a living symbol of OSU, representing the colorful past of the era. As such, Eaton would attend OSU athletic events, building dedications, etc., and sign autographs, pose for photographs, and reminisce about the American Old West with anyone who would listen. Now, to to the this day, Eaton's likeness is is visible reminder of the Old West to literally millions of people yearly as a symbol of colleges whose mascots pay homage to the cowboy, because they kind of also used variations of it for uh, Wyoming and New Mexico states. Um, huh. Mascot. Now, however, it wasn't until 1958 that Pistol Pete was adopted as the school's mascot. The familiar caricature of Pistol Pete was officially sanctioned. 
1984 by Oklahoma State University as a licensed symbol. So if you look up Pistol Pete, that's their official mascot. Now the football program has participated in 20. 28- that's have they have they have they modified him? Have they modified him over the years at all, or is it pretty consistent? Uh, the the Pistol Pete, you see him? Yeah, it looks like they have a version from 73 to 77. Mm-hmm. I know that's swinging Pete Chimes. I don't know. So I love the fact that, that he's holding guns. That's pretty awesome. He's got bullets. Mm-hmm. He's got two guns and bullets. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, and that's kind of similar okay, to what to what Eaton looked like. And he's he's pretty much remained unchanged. There's a little bit they've changed them around. But if you look at, like, New Mexico State's um, uh, symbol or um, Wyoming symbol, he looks really similar. Same kind of look. But anyways, there you go. Hmm. Um. Now, the Oklahoma State football program beat has participated in 28 bowl games overall and have been to 11 straight. Now, they've won 11 conference championships, and they have one Heisman Trophy winner in Barry Sanders in 1988. The current head coach is Mike Gundy. He's 94-46 and 46 overall and 6-3 and three in bowl appearances. Now, during Gundy's playing career, the Cowboys have enjoyed six, I should say during his coaching career, have enjoyed six nine-plus win seasons in the past eight years. Um, Gundy coached the team to a record of a 12-win season in 2011, culminating with a Fiesta Bowl victory over Stanford. And he's also got one of the greatest sound clips in modern history with his, I'm 40, I'm a man. You ever heard that one? No. Oh, so that's, they were given one of his players, they were given his players, one of his players crap and because they were just kind of going after his quarterback, and he got all pissed off and defended him. He's like, you know, he's just a kid. Leave him alone. If you're going to come after someone, come after me. I'm 40. I'm a man. Anyways, you have a chance. Listen to it. It's great. Now, the 1945 – here's another interesting thing, Beach. The 1945 Oklahoma A&M team was retroactively awarded a national title in October 2016 by the American Football Coaches Association. The Aggies finished with a 9-0 record, completing the season with a 33-13 win over St. Mary's College in the Sugar Bowl. So they retroactively, you know what, 61 years later, were awarded a national title. Really? Yeah, kind of cool. Interesting stuff when I look up new, uh, new, new teams that we're playing. All right, Beach. so let's talk about the Heinrich Tailgater coming up this week. Alrighty. All right, Beach. So kickoff for the game on Friday night, the game is Friday night, is at 7.30. Uh-huh. So I figured okay. we should be out there and set up by around noon. Okay. Sound good? And we'll probably start the the main food about 3. Okay. Sound good? We'll go 3 or 4, and we'll go to 6.30. Now, Beach, when it comes to food okay. for Oklahoma State, Oklahoma, the state of Oklahoma, doesn't just have a state food. They have a state meal. Do you want to hear what's wow. in the Oklahoma they, they, state they meal? Don't, they don't screw around. They don't. I do. I do want to hear. Wait till you hear the Oklahoma state meal. Are you ready? Yes. Get your bib on and a big-ass plate out because there's a lot. Here we go. Barbecue pork. Chicken fried steak. Okay. All right. Sausage with biscuits and gravy. All right. Black-eyed peas. Eh. 
corn. Yeah, it's corn. Fried okra. Ooh, okra. Not something we get on the West Coast often. Grits. Not a fan. Squash. Yeah, makes a turd. Cornbread. Not a fan. Pecan pie. Not a fan. I don't believe nuts belong in pie. And strawberries. I like strawberries. And I read something that if you were to make that meal, it'd be about 2,700 calories. Hmm. Yeah, there you go. So, anyway, so with that, we're kind of using that as our jump-off point. So, uh, since they have barbecued pork, I will uh, have some smoke-pulled pork out there, Beach. Okay. Sound good? We gonna put that on bread, or what are we gonna put it on? Well, I was thinking about just having the pork, and I can also get some 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 buns if you'd like me to. Yeah, yeah. Now the question is, be good. Just, it, just we, get some buns. I, to put I'd be on. buns or rice. Um, we're not gonna do rice. We'll just do buns. Okay. Pulled pork on rice, kind of Hawaiiany. Yeah. A little Hawaiiany, but I like pulled pork on rice. Right. Uh, and then, kind of jumping off from there, though, I was thinking some deep fried catfish. Because if there's one thing those Okies like doing, it's okay. noodling for catfish. So I was going to look for some, like, catfish nuggets. Sound good? Okay. And then you, Beach, this one's going to yep. be on you. Instead of doing cornbread, hush puppies. I can do that. You're going to be making hush puppies. So we're going to... Ma- do you put honey on those? Um, I was going to make up some honey butter. Okay. Some honey butter, so we'll... Take some butter, works. take some butter, loosen it up, add some honey to it. So we'll have honey butter, and I'm also gonna have some mm-hmm. other kind of dipping sauce for them. Cause I was gonna do, I figured we can do a couple different batches. You could do some regular ones, and you could do some with um, some jalapeno and cheese in it. Sound good? Okay. Cause hush puppies you use cornmeal okay. and flour and onions, and then I figured you could do some different ones with some chopped up fresh jalapenos and corn. I mean not corn, uh, cheese. Okay. Okay. Anything else you'd want to yeah. see added? I'm gonna try and get some pecan pie, but I can't. Uh, I can't uh, guarantee that one. And we'll have some other various stuff too. But those are the main things. Yeah, I still like my potato. I still like the potato wedges. I've got some potato wedges. You have I can some bring potato out. wedges this year. I can bring out potato okay. wedges. Good. Yep, yep, yep. All right, Beach. Um, okay. That's about it. Anything else you want to see out the tailgate? And ranch. And what ranch? No, I'm. I'm ran ranch. Ranch. Of, of course. I always make ranch. Anything else you want to see? Okay. No, I'm good, Billy. Nope, okay. I'm good. I'm 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 good. Okay. I might try to do black eyed peas, but it will we'll wait and see. Yeah. I, I I don't think anybody's gonna eat them. I'm not a fan. I just they're just Yeah. Well, that's what I was thinking. Nah. I think it's more of a funny thing. Okay. You know. You know me. All right, Beach. Well, yep. that, that is it. Anything else you want to add to uh, episode number 123 of Illegal Participation? I got nothing. I'm just excited for football to start. I'm excited for our first tailgater. Um, I can't believe it's 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 been uh, nine months since our uh, since our last game. I know. I know. It's crazy. So I'm excited. Well, and so uh, I've already cleaned out the trailer. I don't know if you saw the pictures I posted. Completely cleaned it out, pulled I, I everything out, pictures. pulled everything out, cleaned it out, wiped everything down, and also remounted all that e-track to the walls. 
Ooh, nice. I mean, I dropped in a ton of screws. Okay. I dropped in a ton of screws. So hopefully that sucker's okay. nice and tight in there. Hopefully it's nice and tight in there. And, and the shelving doesn't pull away. Exactly. That was a big thing. Okay. So. Yeah. All right, Beach. Well, uh, with that, I want to thank everyone for listening to number 123 of Elite Participation. If you'd like to comment, send a suggestion, or ask a question, there's a few ways to get in touch with us. HeinrichTailgator at gmail.com, at HeinrichTailgator on Twitter, and HeinrichTailgator on Facebook. Remember, listen and subscribe on iTunes, leave a rating review, check us out on Stitcher Radio app on your uh, mobile device. Beach, you going to be ready to go on Friday? Billy, I am ready to go already. All right, and... uh, Hopefully uh, we uh, spring one on the Cowboys this week. Until then, go Bees. And we are recording again, Beach. You ready? We're just going to hop right into it. Jump right into wow. this bitch. Um, did we ever did did we ever do um do uh, what, Prince did? Prince songs? Uh, uh, did we? Yeah. I don't think so. Why are you going to do some Raspberry Beret? That's exactly what was popping <laughs> up. 1985 Raspberry Beret. Why are you doing that? What do you think? Why are you doing this to me? I don't this I don't appreciate this right Arizona now. Why? Every time oh. there's an away game? Arizona State is an away game. No, Arizona's an away game. I'm pretty sure. It's not what you wrote on the chalkboard. Yeah, I wrote Sonoran Dogs. That's an Arizona State game. Yeah. No, they played Arizona at they played Arizona State down in there last year. Sure. Because Mike from Columbia <laughs> Please stop that. Stop Mike that. from Columbia, who's an Arizona State fan. <laughs> you. Are you sure? Yes, positive. Thank you. I, I appreciate you trying to keep me honest, but yeah. It's because I've known the schedule more than you. Okay, you can leave now. Please don't. Okay. Um. All right, Beach. Tell